guys. Welcome back to Two Girls in a Podcast. I'm your co-host, Katie. And I'm Jen. And um, we're back from vacation. We're back. <laughs> we're back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice vacation. I'm sure Jen, Jen had a good vacation, that's for sure. I did. I got to go away to the beach for a little bit and just kind of get away from everything, but you know, it's nice to get back to talking to you and seeing you and stuff. So, as oh. always. <laughs> and the same for me, too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we're recording remotely again. I'm sure everybody can tell by the yeah. sound. But, you know, we yeah. got to do that right now. But we'll be back together soon. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... um. One day, Katie will get her act together and, like, get a microphone, you know, and a better computer. I need to get better with that, too. So, one day. It'll... <laughs> it's okay. It's working right now, right? <laughs> right. It doesn't seem to bother people, but I hope they're honest with us. Like, tell us if this is, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible, then please tell us. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I did want to um, shout out before we start talking about our discussion um, all the people that are following us on Instagram, like, my goodness, we almost got 1,500 followers, and, and that is insane, and that literally awesome. has happened in, like, the past four months, so, um, crazy, thank <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've made really good friends, too, with other podcasts, so, um, you know, we try to be supportive of them just as much as they are to us, so we wanted to just Tell you thank you for all the support that we're getting, specifically on Instagram, because um, it's been great. Yeah, it has. Yep. And shout out to Katie because she's the one who does all that <laughs> <laughs> and helps. If <laughs> no. you want to tell me and shout out for me, Jen helps. Please understand that. <laughs> I know, but Katie, you keep up with it so well. I don't know how you do it. So, <laughs> I try. Then do everything else. You do the editing and things. So you know yeah. that is just more too. So no, <laughs> we're the yin it and yang. Is. We we complement each other. So That's right. <laughs> exactly. So well, today, um, on a serious note, today we're going to um talk about mental health awareness in a way um because we both kind of struggle with it and it's not something that we both talk about very much with each other but also just in general <clears throat> it's one of those subjects that are a little taboo still even as much as it's talked about and how much it's like as much people that are trying to make awareness on it still look in some cases yeah it is unfortunately it's just kind of the culture we're in where it's like it's when you say you're depressed people are like you know oh of course you're depressed you know like every, you know I don't know little things there's also like clinical depression is different from I feel like everybody's gonna have a little bit of depression everybody's gonna be sad everybody's gonna be oh I wish I had this and this and this and stuff like that but there truly mm -hmm. are clinical depression where it's like you know it's a chemical imbalance and it, it really does need medication, you know, and right. we, me and Katie both are aware because we're both in the medical fields. So we see this, you know, especially with like medications and stuff and what people are on. And, you know, it, 
you're not alone. There are lots and lots of people who have to, you know, have to take medications to, you know, help, help with the, help with the depression, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, it's the, it's the type of people that really bother me are the ones that you do say, hey, yes, I'm depressed or I have anxiety attacks or panic attacks and things like that. And I don't guess they realize you know, depression in itself is is terrible, but then on top of it, you're getting these attacks that are debilitating in some way. Like it's 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 scary to be honest. And then people are just like, "Oh, you'll get over it. Oh, go do this." You know why? Or they don't understand exactly where it comes from, and and they think that it's just an easy solve. Yeah, that's what bothers me is people who don't really research it or you know really know how it feels and I'm glad they don't know how it feels but at the same time I don't like people who make judgments on people with mental health issues it is very very prominent in the entire world it affects everybody mm-hmm. every it does and that's what you know it's like hard because like you said talking to other people about it because you know there are like people are ashamed people are like you know oh no I'm fine everything's great but everybody knows everybody's not fine you know like everybody has something they're struggling with and you know it's it's sometimes like for instance for me it's harder like I'm I'm a private person with that stuff I don't really say it much or talk about anything and stuff it's just my personality and Mm -hmm. um it's not necessarily that I'm like ashamed or anything it's just you know just something that how just how I deal with things you know just kind of a little more on a private level personal level and stuff like that but you know like you said you should never be ashamed or or feel feel less of a person because you suffer from these things you know so exactly exactly and um I was so I'm not as ashamed to talk about it anymore as you know Jen because I've talked about it more but for a good while there I, I mean, I'm, I'm clinically depressed. I'm on medicine for my issues and I have anxiety and then I have panic attacks and then I also have OCD on top of it. So it's, and at first when I spoke to people about it, they were like, they didn't understand, especially like some people in my family, like my mom and my husband were very supportive of me, but there's a couple other people that just didn't quite understand it. Being clinically depressed and having to deal with everything that comes with it, you're being treated with medicines, but even on medicines, it's an up and down thing every day. You, you kind of learn that I'm going to have to talk about it because if I don't, people are going to wonder what the heck is wrong with me. Cause I mean, I'll walk into work and even on my medicine, it's just not a good day. And I'll go home and have a panic attack cause it wasn't a good day and there's no reason for it. There's absolutely zero reason why I'm having a panic attack sometimes, and it just happens. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, and at first when I had the panic attack, my husband absolutely had no idea what to do. He didn't know what it was. He didn't understand why I was doing it. Oh, well, you just need to get over this. Take like breathing sessions is what he told me. (laughs) And it was, at least he's offering something. He's trying. He did. (laughs) But (laughs) <laughs> At first, he was like, oh, my gosh, do I need to call an ambulance? What is wrong with oh. you? <laughs> but it got better. Now he understands it. So, but it's that sort of situation. So, like 
like you said, Jen, though, everybody's different. Some people just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know it's hard sometimes. And it's like, you know, because you, you know, you don't want to think, you know, are people going to think I'm weird? I'm crazy. I'm like, you know, because I have these thoughts or I have these, you know, like, you know, moments that just like, like you said, debilitating moments where you just, you like can't function, you know, like mm-hmm. you just kind of feel trapped, I guess. And right. Like you can't, you can't pat, get, you can't get over it and through it, you know, and stuff like that. And eventually you do get through it, but it, it does, it is hard sometimes. And like, I don't know, just having to deal with it, like you said, it is much better to talk about it because it affects more people than you realize, you know, like there are right. so many more people who have it, who are dealing with it. And maybe they don't also feel like comfortable enough talking about it. But if more people did, it wouldn't be so, you know, like you said, stigmatized, you know, like people could just be honest and open about it. Like, yeah, this is what happens. And this is, you know, part of what it is. And it's just like, I mean, we've come a long way with mental health, because if you think like, you know, think about like back in the 60s and 70s, they didn't know what what people did you know like why people were right. like acting like they did and they threw them these asylums and were like you're crazy and you know yeah them full of drugs and and a you know like electric shock and crazy stuff because they they didn't know how right. to handle them you know and it's like for a long time exactly. people thought like you know like certain things like you know like for instance like being gay was like a mental ish health issue and like oh we're gonna right. we're gonna cure you of this and stuff and you know, it's just, people are scared of the unknown, I guess I could say. And right. there's a lot of unknown with mental health because it's not something that's physically seen, you know, like, like if you break your leg, people obviously know your leg hurts, you know, but if you tell people right. like that you, you're just sad and depressed and like, you can't get over it. It's like, they don't see, you know, they can't visualize it. So it's hard for people, right. you know, to understand it and stuff. And so it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, as we, as science learns more, as, you know, people understand more about it, you know, like it will become more acceptable. It's just, you know, we're definitely getting there, but it's still, it's still a little bit, like you said, taboo, you know, so. Right. It is, it is stigmatized. That's for sure. And, you know, you think about like how much we really should be like we should be better I feel like it's it is ignored in the sense of people who really like schizophrenic people for instance like those people can physically not live without treatments yeah and treatment is so difficult to get I've come to find out like with some personal issues not with myself but with you know other things going on in life um it's very difficult to get the help that you need with mental health. Like you can get with some medicines and some of this and some of that, but sometimes medicines don't work great for everybody. So like Mm -hmm. the medicine that works great for me may not work great for you, Jen. And then some people just can't get any of them to work and they really do have to go to a clinic and to get into that clinic. It's insane what you have to go through to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have to do, like, what do they have to do to get in? What's, like... It's just so much government, so much... There's just, like, 
from what I, I gathered from it, like if you have a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist has to really think that you need to be at this clinic. And some people need clinics that are not even like in the state. So the state that you live in um, technically should put you somewhere. But so many of these clinics, I feel like, are, are kind of set back in time a little bit. They still don't treat mental health patients the greatest. Yeah. They just treat that they're crazy. Here's your medicine. You know, yeah. instead of actually fixing the problem, like we're just going to give you medicine. That's it. It's like, yeah. no, they actually need counseling for all this. Yeah. And you're right. Somebody to focus on them and watch them and make sure. Because a lot of times, like, maybe the medicine will work for a while, but then your body will get immune to it. And so you need mm-hmm. to adjust your medicine and stuff like that. And I think that happens right. a lot. And um, mm-hmm. I remember... Um, I'm not going to say your name just because in case she ever listens or whatever, but you know who I'm talking about, um, an old pharmacist of ours that we both love that moved away. <laughs> so, yes. I know you know who I'm talking about. So I remember her telling I do. me about her, I don't know if it was a friend or a, I don't think it was a family member, but somebody maybe who worked for her dad or something on their farm or whatever, he had schizophrenia. And she was kind of telling me um, stories about him. And, you know, she told me, like, one time, like, he was driving, like, a truck. And he just jumped out of the truck. And, like, the truck, like, crashed or whatever. And then they asked him, like, why? And he's like, you know, God told me to jump out of the truck. And and later on, he, like, he knew knew it was his schizophrenia. But he could not, like, he could not, you know... I guess, combat the urge to do it, you know, like he, he still had to do it, even though he knew that it wasn't real, you know, so I just remember right. it was like an odd story, and like, you know, he had to constantly have medications changed and stuff like that, and he knew that if he didn't take his medication, he was going to have an episode, and something was going to happen, so it's a lot of times these people kind of are aware, they just, they can't separate reality from what's going on, you know, the dream, right. what's going on in their head, you know? And so it's just, yeah. and it's really sad when that ends up turning violent and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's something that maybe could have been, you know, like avoided, avoided. Exactly. Like right. if, if they would have yeah. focused a little bit more on it, you know, it's kind of like with the shooters, like all the school shootings or any of the shootings that go on in America. And not that I'm trying to make excuses for them because it's, it should have never happened, but Um, And they're terrible people, but you wonder with some of them, based on like the stories that you hear, how much of them really did have mental illnesses that were attached to them. And if we would focus more on treating that sort of mental illness, how much less violence we would have in the country. I feel like, you know, everywhere has their own mental illness and issues and stuff but America is definitely plagued with so much violence um and things happening so you wonder if we did take it more seriously as a country or even as a whole world that it would reduce that over time no I agree and it's funny they bring that up because I um I watched this show um on the ID channel called evil lives here and I watched Mm -hmm. one not long ago and it was about kind of that same thing. Like this woman, she was raising her son and he was like the oldest son and she had one other son. And the oldest son was like, she knew from the beginning, something was not right with him. Like he was, you know, like 
kind of torturing animals, which is obviously a big thing or whatever. But he would like, you know, he would act out like he would try to hurt kids because she had like ran a daycare and she like he like tried to hurt the other kids and she mm-hmm. said she was like terrified of her son and he was only like six or seven years old and then he like one day walked into his brother's room with like a knife and was like as if he was gonna stab his brother but they caught him in time and so she knew mm-hmm. something was not right and so she kept going to all these doctors she was like something's wrong with my son like he is not mentally something's wrong and they just kept telling him oh it's he's a kid he'll grow out of it it's just a phase and all that stuff and she's like no she's like this is not just a phase like something is wrong with him and he's gonna do something when he gets out of my house you know like she's like he's just gonna be an evil kid he's she's like i could i can see it she's like something is wrong with him you know and they just kept telling her the same thing and he would get in trouble and they were just like oh he's just a kid a kid you know whatever and then he ended up like i think age 16 or something he like shot somebody and killed them just because he wanted to see what happened and everything and then he was right like in jail for the rest of his life and stuff and she's like you know i told everybody and no one would listen to me and you think Mm -hmm. like maybe if they he would have gotten help like you said before maybe that person he killed would still be here maybe he would actually have a future this kid that right like you know i don't know if anything turned out to be wrong with him or, or if they found out anything or whatever but I just know, like, like the woman, the mom felt really bad because she's like, you know, he's my son. I feel responsible for him. But she's like, I did everything I could to alert people, you know. And she's like, you know, what else could she have done, really, and stuff. And no one listened. It's just because everybody's just like, oh, it's, you know, it's a kid. It's a kid. But, you know, kids don't really act like that. It's like warning signs. No. You know? So. Right. Right. And like you said, it is a, it's, it's some sort of chemical imbalance or an imbalance or just things when you're born in a sense like that, you know, he was obviously born with something wrong with him in the sense yeah. that he was born that that's the way he thought and that's the way it is. And it's in most cases treatable. It's just people have to listen. And I feel like that's how it is. It's like, it's just, you know, pushed to the side. And that's why things happen. Like, if somebody's telling you that clearly something's wrong, it's like suicide. If somebody's telling you they want to die and that they thought about it, don't just, you know, blow it off. You mm-hmm. really need to get them the help that they need, whether they want to admit it or whether they take that help. But the best thing you do is if you hear somebody and they've got a problem, then you try to help them with it. Yeah. No, I agree. And, like, that's what, like you said, it needs to take be taken more seriously and there needs to be an emphasis on on the mental health and, you know, not make these, like, drugs that are crazy expensive for people who ended up not being able to afford the help yeah. they need, you know? I mean, it's crazy right. how many how many drugs there are out there and how, how expensive they are. And, yeah, you know, it's just like, and then, like you said, make the doctors more, you know, like, prominent in mental health and more psychiatrists and psychologists and people that can... You know, like even social workers, like a lot of times, like they're so understaffed and they could also identify problems early on if there's a kid who's having a problem at home right. or, you know, in like foster care or whatever, you know, because social workers just deal with any kind of family problems. And, yep. you know, maybe they could see it and be like, OK, yeah, he does need some help, you know. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really sad. And I mean, there's so much mental health problems out there from, you know, the clinical depression, panic attacks, anxiety, OCD, 
you know, schizophrenia, bipolar. There's just so much that all of it's different. Everything is different something else and all of it can be debilitating depending on how bad it is and um it's just really sad that the world's gotten to that state I mean it's like the same thing with South Korea because of their um obsession with wanting to be so good looking and pretty or perfect in some way their suicide rate is massively high yeah because of it I know that's right. So, that's yeah. It's sad, like you said, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's everywhere. I mean, suicide is high here, and it's high in the UK, and I'm sure other countries it's high in, you know. But suicide is connected with mental health issues. You know, not only just like bullying. Bullying is is causing mental health issues at the same time. But yeah. there's all different things that can cause it, for yeah. sure. No, that's yeah. you're right, and it's it can start at any any age, you know, like it could be young or you could be in your forties, you know, and like it, it hit you and stuff like that. It's no, it's not something that's like, Oh, if you don't get it by this age, you're never going to get it or something. Or, or like you said, there's different levels. There's different, there's different types of people can get. And, you know, and, and if you, if you feel like you're, you know, suffering enough to where it's affecting your life, you know, it's mm-hmm. don't be ashamed to go get help for it. You know? That's what these drugs are for. That's what counselors are for. That's what, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists are for. Like, you know, they, they are there to help you, you know? Yep, you're exactly right. You know, you just have to acknowledge that you have a problem. And some people don't, you know, how to, don't know how to do that. Don't, can't accept that they, they have this problem um, to get the help that they need. But if you can it really benefits you to get the help that you need because you realize how bad you need it after the fact. So yeah, like when I medicine, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how depressed I was before I started the medicine and how well it works. Yeah. That's what like, and I also think therapy is a big thing um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe just talking about something with someone other than, a family or friends, you know, like sometimes that that's what people need, you know, and it's yeah. not only just therapists, like you could have like grief counselors and, and things like that, something to help you talk through your, you know, cause grief can be very debilitating and it could really oh, yeah. change how you live your day to day life. And dealing with that is like a huge struggle. A lot of people have, you know, and I know that like oh. having being like, Oh, I go to therapy like, people automatically think, well, how crazy are you that you need to go to therapy? But that you can just go to therapy because you need somebody to release, you know, to vent to, to release your stress to, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be just because you're suffering from all these things, and that's what it's for. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of companies that you work for will provide these services for free, like therapy counseling sessions or therapy like I like I know that certain companies do maybe not completely pay for it, but they'll pay for a big chunk of it, you know, to make sure yeah. that you are, you know, mentally capable, you know, that you're fine. Life is a lot of pressure. You know? <laughs> okay. Life is you're not only adding on the fact that um, you have some people have naturally just an imbalance, like we had mentioned, and that they're just going to have mental problems on their own. But we're also adding in the stresses of life nowadays uh, social media, you know, having to be perfect all the time. And what people need to realize is, especially with social media, 
you don't know what sort of life and that type of person is behind that happy photo or that beautiful photo that you're seeing. In most cases, the people that that do that or try to make their life perceived as being perfect have the most imperfect lives in most cases. Yeah. So, you know, it's just we have so much jobs are a lot more restrictive. You have to we're just busy. We're very busy with so many different things. And on top of it, then you have to deal with the mental health problems. I think that's why it's so much because of everybody's lifestyle at this point. Yeah. I mean, it is everything. And then it's also like, you know, the whole culture of like, I feel like people can't even say anything in these days without like feeling that they're walking on eggshells. You know, you can't like express your opinion without feeling like you're going to get attacked because maybe somebody doesn't agree with you, you know, or you can't like, you know, enjoy something that you like because somebody else might think it's offensive to them or something. And it's just like certain things. Yes. I'm sure, you know, they are offensive and, you know, stuff like that, but there's a lot of other things that people are like nitpicking on that, you know, cause stress for people. And, you know, that also adds to it because you, like I said, you feel like you can't be yourself. You feel like you just can't enjoy life because what if what you're enjoying is hurting somebody else or you're offending somebody else, somebody else is thinking, we know, what is that person doing or, or why do they like that or, or whatever, you know? So, and all of that combined, you know, the pandemic and just everything at once, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. This year, this has been a tough year. It's a very big testing on mental health, put it that way. So, you know, it's it's just been tough. So, and like yeah. you said, we're, we're living in a culture that's offended by everything. So, and you know, there's a lot of people that aren't offended out there by anything. Like, I very rarely get offended by anything. Yeah, um, same here. Yeah, and that's how people really need to live their life. Like, why am I going to stress over somebody else? I don't know. I just feel like it's one less thing that I need to worry about being stressed by being offended all the time. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of amazing to me that people would focus on that at all in their life. (laughs) I completely agree. It's like when I think about, I don't know, say if like, I mean, this is just a hypothetical, which I know this probably happens too, but some random dude decides that they want to like marry their pillow or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like yeah. being really weird and like, I'm going to, I'm going to marry this pillow because I want it to be my wife. Like, I don't care. You marry your pillow. It does not affect my life in any way at exactly. all. You know, like it, it doesn't matter to me. You, you do you. That's fine. I don't care. You know, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to go converse with this person or go hang out with this person or whatever to where this will be offensive to me. And, but yet people like will find a way to be like, no, this is not right. You know, like whatever. It doesn't matter what you think. Like just let that person be themselves and just don't worry about it. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's right offense and there's wrong offense. The right offense is what clearly is offensive. And then yeah. there's the wrong offense where it's just like we're now being nitpicky about things and we just kind of need to calm down just a little bit um, yeah. because like you said, you feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells and yeah. to that constantly feel anxious all the time. That's, that's tough. 
yeah that's really tough and some people I'm really happy if a lot I'm just really happy to hear when people don't have to deal with any mental problems because they're extremely lucky not to have that yeah and like you said with the anxiety like think about adding all this and then you're already and you know already have really bad anxiety adding on to everything that's going on you know like everything going on in the world the pandemic the just everything at once you know it's just like I'm sure it's making everything so much worse for lots of people and just even think about getting out into the world and it's like how is the world gonna be I mean it's probably gonna be forever changed by this and just thinking about that is like very scary and you know very like anxiety ridden you know and like everything just makes you so like I don't know it's hard to face like everything and, and think about all the changes that the world's going through and right you know like everything that's happening and stuff and and like you said with mental health it's like you know you you're already dealing with everything and then throw all this on top of it you know it just right you know it makes it so much worse it does it does and you know a lot of people are truly lucky to say that they still have jobs I'm one of those to say that yes I still have my job Jen I know that you do as well there's a yeah. lot of people that have unfortunately lost their jobs or, you know, things like that. And I just couldn't imagine that sort of stress that's coming with that, like you said, along with the pandemic. And it, that would be, I don't know how I would be if if that happens. I really have yeah. no idea how me personally would be able to handle something like that. Yeah. No, so. I agree. You know, and then like, if you think like, if you if you're in this position and you feel like it's like getting too much or whatever like I said don't be ashamed to want to reach out to talk to somebody you know look into those things look into the programs look into something you know you can see you know if you're if you are lucky enough to sell a job to see if your job lets you you know has that available for you like I said a lot of people don't even know that your your company will pay for these sessions for you and right a lot of times like you know Especially with the the companies now, there there are, you know, there are a lot of companies that aren't, but a lot of companies are kind of embracing the new ways of doing things, and they understand how stressed people are, and so they do want to help you with like your mental health. Like for instance, my the company I work for is very stressed about, or they stress very much the work life balance. You know, yeah, making sure that you're not you know a workaholic, you're not working. You know, you're not thinking about work when you're not supposed to be thinking about work, that kind of thing. And we've right. had classes to help deal with this and to learn how to manage it and everything. And I know mm-hmm. other companies also have this available. And it's good to look into. But even if you can't, just just try to find somebody, you know, even if it's just like, you know, uh, like a pastor at your church. A lot of times they'll listen to you for free, you know, or, or just anybody, even if you don't feel comfortable going to a church or something. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there you can talk to. You know, don't yeah. think you have to deal with it on your own, you know, like exactly. everybody's dealing with it too, you know, so. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. We're going to kind of end it now, but I did want to mention that Jen and I are going to attach some websites and links below um, to kind of give anybody that's experiencing some mental health problems and they just feel like they're stuck and they don't know where to go to kind of reach out to somebody. Um you know, to click on those links, see if you can get the help that you need. 
Know that you also, if you have a primary care physician, they could also help you with it to call them and get the help. They can do referrals to psychiatrists if you need it, that sort of thing. Um, any sort of help that you can get is totally worth it because you'll realize afterwards how much it is worth it to get the help that you need. Exactly. So that we always encourage people to talk about like their issues and, you know, know that me and Katie are also here, you know, if you need to talk to us, you know, yep. send us a private message if you need to on any social media platform and mm-hmm. um, reach out. We'll be more than willing to help. We'll, you know, talk you through anything or just, just to have somebody to talk to. We're, we're here. We don't mind at all. We don't and, mind at all. That's right. <laughs> and if you want to leave us a comment below and let us know, you know, if you have any mental is- you know, health issues, how maybe you're dealing with things right now with how stressful they are, or if you have any tips for anybody or what you recommend people should do, um, yep. you know, if they're, if they're struggling with, with these issues and, um, you know, we definitely think this is a very important topic and it's something that we both, you know, feel strongly about and we want people to know that, you know, there's help out there and you could, you know, yep. just, just talk about it. It's not, don't be ashamed, you know? And so many people are dealing with the same thing. So, you know, just, uh, you know, leave us a comment, let us know how, like what you think. And, um, if there's any uh, websites or anything you recommend, please, please let us know. We'll, we'll send the information out to all our listeners and hopefully it'll help somebody out there. If you like, you know, what we're talking about, or you want to have any comments for us, just, um, you know, if you rate us and review us on any podcast app, we're, we're on all of them now. And any social media platform, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from everybody. And like Katie mentioned at the beginning, we're so happy with all the support we've gotten so far and everybody that continues to support us and follow us. And we hope that you really enjoy the content because we both really enjoy doing this every week. And um, Mm -hmm. we also, we're going to shamelessly plug this, but we have started a Patreon page. So (laughs) we wanted to reach out It just, you know, do not feel obligated. It's just something that we wanted to offer a little bit extra content for people. You know, if anybody wanted to help support us in some equipment upgrades and just keeping the show going every week and, you know, helping us if we want to move on to the YouTube platform and everything. So we'll link, we'll leave that link below and anything is great. There's several different tiers. So, you know, don't feel obligated to, you know, you have to give a lot of money or anything like that. We're just, any support we can have is obviously greatly appreciated. Yep. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening and until next time.